0: Get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce group. inbound marketing strategies, how do beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have...
1: An account process, interrupt, checkout flow all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one, is your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan.
0: I'm K'nei Campbell, L-l-l- let's get rolling. This episode is brought to you by Klaviyo. It is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it. I use Klaviyo in my e-commerce store and stores I advise for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as Brooklyn In, Bonobos and Chobis use Klaviyo. Here's why. Klaviyo has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Klaviyo's pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Klaviyo also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Klaviyo's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So as you continue to scale up your store, Klaviyo will help automate a lot more sales. Try Klaviyo today on klaviyo.com, spelt K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell. And you guys know this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. We don't always focus on the enterprise, neither do we focus on like micro retailers, we're that fine middle, and we're obsessed, totally obsessed with two x in, three x and even ten x in you know metrics. Um, and as you know, I either share my expertise or experience um, in in marketing and in e commerce, or I handpick the guests that come on this show to share their expertise and experience. My criteria is based on one question: Can my guests provide valuable information and insights to help you, my listeners, grow? And if they can. I bring them onto the show. Speaking of which, I have with me Alex from Smile.io. Now, I recall Alex giving us a killer, killer um, interview back in 2015, if <laughs> you can't believe it. Um, actually, August of 27, 2015, to be precise. Um, so well over three years ago. And um, he he came here to talk about like retention, customer lifetime value and, you know, how to keep customers. And I think to date, that has been the most detailed um, episode I've, I've, we've had here around, you know, retention and, and customer lifetime value. Um, that was episode 36. For those of you who want to rewind, um, a lot of the principles he he covered are still, you know, um, relevant today. So I implore you to go back and, you know, have a listen. Um, so he... Now works. He still works for the same company, but they've rebranded. I'm going to allow you know Alex to, to break down you know where they are now, and um, I just welcome Alex to the show. Welcome, Alex. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me again.
0: <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. At the time, you were a loyalty marketing specialist from Sweet Tooth. That was back in 2015. How have things changed? You know, fast forward to 2018.
1: Yeah, so besides uh, being a pink brand company to a yellow brand company now, uh, Sweet Tooth was, uh, we were a points-based app for Shopify. And uh, over the last couple of years, since the last time we spoke is, Sweet Tooth evolved into Smile.io, which is about more than points now. We're about allowing you to reward your customers and building a brand community around your business.
0: A brand community around your business. We have to break that down for sure. Tell us about the evolution, um, why the rebrand, and, and why this focus. You know, of a brand community.
1: Right. So, in the past, with just like a straight points program, it was it was very transactional. It was very do something get something. And with the evolution to Smile.io and the rebrand, is it's more about rewarding your customers, making them feel that emotional connection to your brand. And the idea of the brand community is not hey, do something and get something. It's that I'm providing a two-way exchange of value with my customers rather than just getting a one-way extraction. Like, hey, come buy something from me. It's, hey, how can we introduce some value add here to our customers for being a loyal, engaged customer?
0: How do you do that? How, how, do, you, uh, how do you bring that emotive layer to, um, to, to, to a point-based system or to... To, to to an incentive based you know system with your customers as an e-commerce brand
1: yeah so i think it's it's more it's difficult right when you're doing business over the internet and you lose that kind of face to face interaction with people it's it's sometimes overwhelming to think like i can have a real relationship with someone that's on the other side yeah. of that screen and it becomes a lot difficult you can't really jump on a a video call with every single person that comes onto your site and make them feel that connection so the the idea is about building up that community and get making them feel special for interacting with the brand. So with a system like smile, it's about the points and it's about referrals and VIP. So, Hey, if you're going to join into our community, we're going to give you something for doing that. Something that's not necessarily like, Hey, do this and get 5% off, but Hey, here's some points and you can hold on to that. You can grow it. You can turn it into whatever it is that you feel you want to turn that into and using something like a VIP program is, hey, when you are a part of this, you get exclusive perks, you get a status, you get to be more than just a shopper on this site, you get to be special.
0: Okay, so there's a transition point from customer to a VIP. Um, So besides purchasing, you know, um, an average order value, um, what are the points in the... uh, so pardon the pun. Um, would you do? Do you need to sort of hit in order to to make that journey in your best in class? You know, sort of customers or or um, use cases.
1: Yeah. So, I like, I think you hit it there when you said when you transcend from a customer to a VIP. So even before that, it's just transcending from like a shopper into a member of the community. So. If you look at the the average e commerce store, like a lot of the ones we're working with, have a guest checkout rate somewhere at like eighty percent. So only twenty percent of people are actually creating an account, and that's a problem, right? Like I don't have any information about the customer. I can't I can't interact with them again if they're checking out as an anonymous person. So even before customer to VIP is just turning from someone in, from a shopper into someone who's opting in to be a part of the community. So that's what that first part's about is like, how can I get them to opt into wanting to engage with me? And then moving them into that VIP is you can look at the average order value. You could look at the amount of, um, you could make it so that when you hit a certain points threshold, you move into a new VIP tier. So, hey, not just about the amount of purchases that you make, but if you're going to get points for, um, sharing me on Facebook, then it's more about the engagement that's happening. There is going to move you into a new status and okay. you could move in from not just a VIP, but like a three tier system, a bronze, silver, gold. When you do that, you actually give, Hey, everyone can be a part of this. You can move into that next tier, but you're really incentivizing people to move into that final tier.
0: Okay. So I'm in. am I right in saying um, you could reward them with engagement? So shares, social shares as, as well as, you know, with, um, with their, with their wallets in terms of like, you know, um, their purchases.
1: Yeah. So with smile, you can, you can have those VIP milestones. We call them set based on the amount of points or on the dollars spent. So with the, I like using the amount of points because it adds that engagement piece into it. Of, it's not just you're getting points for the purchases, but you're also getting points for, like I said, sharing on Facebook, um, writing a review, anything like this is contributing towards that movement through those statuses, not just the amount of purchases. So it gives you a way from turning this from strictly transactional into more of kind of like a two-way exchange.
0: Okay. So shares, writing reviews, and then purchases are like the key pillars towards building this, you know, um, this community and, you know, um, you know, VIP special customer that could be a bronze, silver, or, you know, um, a gold. Exactly. So it's finding the balance of
1: those, those interactions that are helping your business in terms of the amount of purchases, but also in terms of like the, the reach that you're going to get from them. And we all know that the more invested someone becomes, the more likely they are to return. So if I can get them to, um, Follow me on Instagram as an example. The next time they're going through Instagram, they're going to see the content I'm producing. So they're going to get more brand touch points the more they engage with it.
0: Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about um, the market in general. That is your market in terms of like smile.io and and the e commerce in general. Um, So, what retailers do you think are, you know, executing? you know, a a reward system, you know, a community focused reward system quite, quite well. Could we talk about, you know, these companies so listeners can, you know, sort of take one or two points and, you know, almost implement it, you know, um, within the next quarter.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I guess if I was to break it down, looking for like a vertical, like a, a type of retailer that these are working best for.
0: So, yeah, um, yeah, yes, please.
1: So I think that like, building a community is important for any business. I wouldn't say like there's, there's any vertical or any type of business that does not want to be building a brand community around the brand. It lets you be defensible against your competition. It allows you to have more sustainable growth that isn't promotion or ad dependent. Um, I'd say there's a couple of verticals where it really excels above others. And I'd say the number one would be cosmetic retailers or fashion retailers. So anything where there is more of a visual component to it, and there is the ability to come back and purchase again and again. So with cosmetics, I mean, probably one of the most famous rewards programs in the world is Sephora's VIP program. So um, they're executing in a vertical that does a fantastic job of, Implementing rewards and
0: building a community. Okay. So, can we break down Sephora? Are, are they customers of yours?
1: So, Sephora isn't a customer of ours. That's just, I love to use them as an example because they're kind of one of the best in class examples. So, okay. I believe they are actually, I would assume they have built this on their own.
0: In, in-house, okay. Well, let's talk about Sephora. How, why do you like Sephora? Cosmetics are, you know, their, their, their products, you know, um, users, use, you know, in a, on a daily basis. And um, there's that re- replenishability, you know, feature, you know, inbuilt built into, you know, cosmetic, you know, products. Um, how have they been able to harness, you know, um, this repeat use into creating a community and, you know, um, also you know, um, just creating this VIP customers, rewarding their VIP customers.
1: Yeah. So I think, I think the reason that I love Sephora's program so much is like, if you go onto Twitter or to Facebook and look up like VIB Rouge, which is the highest tier in Sephora's program, you see people bragging about being there and you have to spend a thousand dollars in a year at Sephora to be in that group. So you essentially have a wealth of customers bragging that they spent a thousand dollars with the brand and it like when you think about it that's amazing right like i have people bragging to their friends about how much they spent um with my business and that that's an amazing thing and the way they do that is with that status and like People really underestimate in a rewards program the the motivating factor of just having a status associated with where you stand. So moving from bronze to silver feels amazing. Or in Sephora's example, from being a VIB to being a VIB rouge, you unlock more you unlock more rewards and more perks, but even just the, the idea of holding on to that status is extremely motivating.
0: It's interesting. So um is, is it purely based on spend or um, are they using, um, you know, um, reviews and, um, you know, social engagement as perks to, to what, you know, building up your status? Yeah. So with their program, it's about the
1: spend. So it's that thousand dollar spend um, that gets you into that tier. Um, but like I said, like the engagement piece in a, in a VIP program can go a long way to making it less about the transactions and more about the interaction.
0: And I love what the point you made and the fact that, you know, you go into the, to the Facebook and people are bragging about it, which is like free marketing <laughs> for Sephora. You're talking about Sephora and, you know, I, I can guarantee you that some listeners are going to go to the Sephora website, whether or not it's relevant to them and check it out. That's one touch point already, you know, built, that's a pixel they'll take and, you know, that's data for them.
1: For sure. And uh, like, yeah. goes a long way in terms of like, I'm getting them to interact with me in that one-to-one, but then that reach that goes way beyond that.
0: Yeah. So it must be that build up. There's a lot of psychology I would think, you know, um, to play. With that. How, how do you, you know, what, could you break down the, the psychology layer? You know, how, how do you build that, you know, that want, you know, um, that desire to, to, you know, you know, this goes beyond money for Sephora, you know, even though it's around spend, it's a status, it's, it's a feeling, you know, more, more so than, you know, um, just the points you're getting and the benefits.
1: Yeah. So you're absolutely right. There is a ton of psychology that goes into building an effective rewards program. And, um, if you go to the smile blog, we have like a a whole topic on here's different psychological principles that are at play in a rewards program. So, um, I think the biggest one with that status is just people love to compare themselves and know where they stand. So like that leaderboard aspect in the gamification of, okay, where do I stand relative to my peers? So even though it's not necessarily showing like the amount of people that are in each of these tiers, but knowing that once I achieve that highest tier, I am now better than the majority of people in this community. I have achieved something. I now feel like I am empowered above others that are there. So if, Again, you always hear that, that expression that if everyone's special, is anyone really special? So when you actually create that exclusivity and you make it so like five, only 5%, five, 10% of people ever reach that highest tier is they actually feel like they've achieved something. And that's when they're going to brag. If they feel like everyone is in that final tier, they're probably not going to brag about it because it doesn't make them appear different than their peers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, this is like amping and publicizing like RFM analysis, um, recent, yeah, RFM analysis, you know, you're trying to, you're amplifying your, your, the best customers, your RFM, you know, model is actually extrapolated. And then you're letting them know that they're your, your VIP customers and, you know, um, you're giving them, you know, um, potential rewards. Okay. So from, Cosmetics in fashion. Do 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 you have any um, examples in in the world of fashion? Because are different product types, you know, in fashion from luxury to almost like essential type brands. Yeah. So um, a smile client
1: that I love that's in the fashion space is a retailer called Evie's Tree, and uh, they do kind of like boutique hoodies for women. And I think they have a fantastic rewards program. And like I said, they're they're a smile client and. In the fashion space, it's interesting because, like you said, with cosmetics, it's it's you're using it daily and like it has a shed, like eventually it runs out and I need to go purchase more. But with fashion, it's all about that seasonality and it's all about showing other people and that social proof of other people buying and other people using it. So with Ebby Street's program, it's all about getting people to join into their community, follow them on their social feeds, show people what's new. And they have a very unique model where they release new hoodies every like every couple months. A new hoodie will drop and like it's exclusive. And they build, they rally the community to come and buy or to come and purchase this new hoodie every couple of months. So they're basically built using the program to build a hype from their existing customers to come and purchase this every single time.
0: Interesting. So is is this experience um, on the website? By the way, it's um, for listeners. It's EV evystree dot com. I could see a rewards and referrals um, button at the bottom. So, um, is are these incentives public? Or obviously, I need to create an account, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so you need to create an account for it, and that's exactly what I was talking about, like at the beginning, where it's about getting a shopper to be opting into the community. So, creating an account is what's going to give you access to those rewards and
0: perks. Okay. Okay, and. From a best practices standpoint, would you suggest that, um, brands, you know, sort of push the, um, incentives of a reward to in the advertising, for instance, to potentially warm customers to, 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 to warm audiences, not necessarily to, you know, people who've never heard about your brand before, but to exist in, you know, either people who, who re- exist and registered your fans of your page or people who've interacted with your brand already.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's it's best practice to kind of put like a a social ad out there saying anything like that, but it definitely is best practice if you are going to institute a rewards program to go through your mailing list and let people know that you are are going to do this. So, Hey, like anyone who's made a purchase that hasn't necessarily made an account, but you have an email address for is, Hey, we're introducing this rewards program. If you come and create an account, we're going to give you 500 points, which is the equivalent of $5 off on whatever purchase you want to use that
0: on. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, th- it looks like a really good brand and, um, you know, guys have a, have a look at, um, Evistree, um dot, dot com. Okay. Now let's, um, I suppose we can talk about a conversation we're having, you know, off, um, off air, which is, um, you know, the fact that, um, in this, you know, ads are becoming more and more expensive, um, what what exactly is, how, how do we tackle, you know, um, yeah, the, 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 increase in price of, um, you know, of ads, of CPMs and CPCs, um, what, what, what do you, how do you see things playing out, you know, going forward?
1: Yeah. So it's an interesting conversation. And one that's coming up with retailers that I'm talking to more and more is, Hey, I'm, I'm spending way more on advertising than I did. Than I did last year than I did last quarter. It, it's kind of like, Every time I talk, it's, oh, we'll reduce our advertising budget next year. But next year, it's always more expensive than the year it was before. Yeah. Yeah. So it with ads becoming more expensive and ad blockers becoming more prevalent than they have been in the past, that building that brand community and getting more out of your existing customers is more important than ever. If it's going to be super expensive to get that customer to come shop for me once, I don't want to have to pay to do that again. I want to keep them around. I want to keep them engaged and one step further than that is if I can get them to market for me by becoming a brand advocate and sharing my brand with others, then they're actually doing that marketing for me.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. So you're, you're really harnessing, um, your, your your client base and and just making sure you're squeezing, you know, as much as possible and they can actually, you know, um, share, um, with their followers and, um, you know, potentially you can pick up, you know, um, you know, a few more, few more clients. Um, are there any other tips, um, to, to listeners you you have around, um, cutting down on spend or getting the most out of the advertising spend, you know, um, on, you know, on, you know, across the board, you know, in digital marketing?
1: Yeah. So I I think it, I think it really does come down to, to that community piece, right. Of if I'm going to, if I'm going to be spending to acquire these customers, then I do need to retain them and I do need to treat it as an investment. So there, I mean, if I spend $2 per per click to get a customer here and I want to expand my reach, it's going to be $5 the next time and then $10 the next time. And eventually I hit a cap where with the margins I have, I just can't pursue that channel anymore. So am I going to continue to grow that way? I can't. So I need to every single one of these customers that I am acquiring, I need to try to get them to buy into my brand and get them to come back, get them to share with their friends. So I think and a rewards program isn't the only way to to build that community. You can do it with amazing content. You can do it with amazing social channels, just ways to at it at this absolute bare bones is to get people to join into it, get them to engage with your brand and get them to share that brand. And a rewards program is one way to complete that cycle, but it can be done in many ways.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okie dokie. Um, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. You know, um, just interesting very very interesting um you know um discussion we've had here um for listeners um i would encourage you to to have a look at smile in my opinion theyre they their premiere they're the premier, top you know on their game with regards to you know rewards, you know programs in terms of like retention with points you know um if you're you know, if the, you, you really need to look at your product, you know. So if, if you're, you know, obviously selling one of products, you know, um, retention would be difficult. But um, if there's a, you know, seasonality, you know, aspect or, you know, um, a rep- replenishability aspect in, 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 in your product, you know and you don't have a loyalty and retention, you know, based, you know, um, you know, program that is socially oriented, you know, um, something that you know, actually encourages and harnesses, you know, social media from your existing customers to, to share the good news about your brand. You're living, you're living a lot of money on the table. So check out smile.io, um, in your app stores, you know, um, for those of you who use, um, you know, um, SaaS hosted you know platforms i think you guys are on big commerce shopify shopify plus and the like and you know check it out um so so thank you for for sharing you know so much you know around um retention and, and loyalty um from a community standpoint and a vip standpoint alex
1: yeah no problem thanks for having me again it's always a pleasure
0: yeah but before i let you go um what, um, I just want to ask you a question around, um, you know, um, books and resources, you know, um, what are you reading? What would you recommend, um, you know, marketers or, um, you know, entrepreneurs looking to really, you know, um, ramp up sales in 2019, 2019?
1: So that's a really good question. So I wish I had a a rewards specific book lined up for everyone to take a look at. Um, But one of the books that's really helped me as a marketer is a book called Different. And it's all about not trying to be what other people are, but choosing something that you're going to excel at and really doubling down on that. So instead of... If competitor, if my competitors are good at B and I'm good at A, instead of trying to be better at B and be more like them, I should really double down on A to so that every customer has a reason to choose me and isn't getting into a really detailed comparison.
0: Interesting. I'm going to link to to the show. I'm going to link to the book and the show notes. Um, it'd be you know interesting trying to get into that psychology because you know a lot of the time it's just, as you said, you know a lot of people like to compare you know, um, themselves to, to, to others, you know, earlier on in the show and, um, you know, and then you just want to be better, but, um, yeah, trying to, 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 to be different to be, I'll, I'll have a look at the book and, um, yeah, many, many thanks again.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you ever so much for joining me on today's episode. Um, check out 2 com podcast for show notes. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter. My handle is Kune Campbell. New episodes of 2 X e Commerce podcast comes out every Thursday now. If you haven't already, please write us a review and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And if you like this episode, share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn with your friends. 2 xecommerce is produced by me, Kune Campbell, with the help of Boban Makhage. Thank you so much for listening. Have a terrific one. Bye.